And welcome to Holocron Transmissions. I'm your host, Nick, and this is Ramadan. Today we'll be reviewing a brand new episode for Star Wars Rebels Season 3 called Legacy of Mandalore. And let me tell you, this episode was really well written. I gotta personally say this has a bang on 10 out of 10 because it had a lot of action, it was emotional, and it just had a lot of good scenes. What would you say, Omadon? I wouldn't say it was uh, very action-packed, but it was definitely delving more into Sabine's family relationship with her and reasons for, on both sides, why they did what they did. Yeah, I would totally agree with you there. Especially between her and her mother. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it starts off with Sabine, Ezra, Finral, Chopper, and Ozil Kanan in the Phantom going to Mandalore. And basically have an unwelcome visit from the house friend because, you know, they still think that Sabine is still a traitor for what she did with the Empire. At least they allowed her to land. Yeah. Crash land. Well, crash land. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a landing. <laughs> yep. So here are the Mandalorians here of House Ren. Their armor is really cool. And, you know, they're they're just assholes for what they did to the Phantom because, you know, it's a new Phantom still from what they had lost from the old Phantom in Episode 1 of Season 3. And uh, we hope to continue to see this Phantom more often because it hasn't been used that much in this season for a lot of things. And I think they're not going to use it that much from, you know, throughout till the probably the very last episode, which is Episode 22 of... Star Wars Rebels Season 3 and the final episode as well. So after that, they crash land and Ezra sees the Mandalorians, of course, and we get to get introduced to her brother. Now, we don't know her brother's name, but Sabine just calls her brother throughout the episode, and I really like the scene a lot. What would you say, Omadon? I love the, like, the first thing Ezra does. As soon as she says, don't instigate anything, Whips out the lightsabers. Yeah, because, as we all know, that the Mandalorians do hate the lightsabers from Obi-Wan experience on Mandalore. Because, as we all know, Obi-Wan caused mischief in Mandalore when he was there for his first time. I've, I've noticed something throughout this episode. Is Ezra just seems to make everything worse. Mm-hmm. And during the episodes, like he first to initiate lightsaber, first to shove his foot in his mouth to the brother. It's just... <laughs> He's a train wreck of a character in this episode. So you finally get to get introduced to Sabine's mother. At first, she is not the mother of the year. That that's what I would say. Yeah, on initial looks, it's like she she seems like she's very stubborn and set in in traditional ways. But she does reveal to Sabine that it's like she did the stuff she did was to protect her. Because the Empire calls her a traitor, of course. Yes. And what we got to learn from her father, that her father is still alive, but he's being held by the Empire. Yes, that was definitely something that was important. And why her brother is sporting a very different Mandalorian garb. Because he is actually working for... uh, Dar Saxon. 
Gar Saxon. He's working for Gar Saxon because he's trying to uh, reclaim Free, the honor yeah. for his family. And Freya's father as well. Exactly. So here we get to see Kane and Ezra talking to Sabine's mother how she doesn't know what Sabine has been through through all these ages once she left the Empire and joined the Rebellion, how she's grown, how you know, how she become more as a leader than she is. And something else I have to say, uh, well two things I have to say about this. One is it's a great it's a great moment of just seeing difference between how uh, how much more of a family they are with Sabine, how how much they understand her more than her own family does. Because she's, she's withheld so much from her family, she's more alienated from them. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I love the design of of the abodes of Mandalorian warriors. We've, we've gotten to see during the clone wars, we had, we got to see like how their cities were and everything, but this is more of like what their, what their bases were when they were, when they were warriors, not, not a civilization, mm-hmm. but more of a warrior, warrior clans. You could definitely tell with like the art style and everything, everything was made to have a grandiose Feel to it, like it would be a hall of warriors, but it's also very cold because the lifestyle of Mandalorians is a very cold lifestyle of a warrior. Oh yeah, for sure. So after that, Sabine's mother told her to walk for, her and they go outside, and they're talking about the dark saber. How Sabine doesn't have the right to control the dark saber, or how she did it, earned it from dueling mode. Because as we all know, that dark saber has to be dueled by to actually earn its trust. So that's what I really liked about this scene here. How Sabine's merges is down in her because she can't even like fight with dark saber. Or she doesn't know how to use the dark saber, which she does. And Sabine even said that you'll be surprised for what I have learned from Kanan and also Ezra. <laughs> Also, I do love the fact that she hands it to her mother. It's like she's still willing to trust her mother, even knowing how her mother is and how she, she still cares for her family and willing to reach out that olive branch to trust. And may I say also, if, if you notice the jetpack she got uh, several episodes prior, mm-hmm. she is now designed. And isn't it fitting that it's like her the birth of her wings, like she's yeah. trying to spread her wings as a leader mm-hmm. and a warrior. It's 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 because it, they they're small wings, but it's like small things, uh, big things come from small growth, and it's just it's just very symbolic in my opinion. Yeah, totally agree with you there as well. So the next scene here, we get to see Sabine's mother, of course, contact Gar Saxon that the rebellion is here. The two Jedi are here. What you fought on Concord Dawn. Last time when you met with them, they're all yours to kill. And it's been put their lightsabers in the storage unit as well. I do have to say, it's like, also what we're not seeing here is that our our buddy uh, Mandalorian of the Protectors has spying on them with his helmet. Yeah. And then we get to see Sabine is training with her brother, and her brother has gotten a lot better since the last time she actually was there. Yes. It's nice to be able to see some of Mandalorian uh, combat training. For sure. 
and just seeing how their sibling uh, rivalry is over the fact of he, you can tell he's definitely taken on the whole burden of, of the shame the clan has had because of Sabine's actions. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you can tell that certain things his mother's kind of not told him because it sounds like he doesn't have like full truths from his mother about why Sabine uh, left and all that. Mm-hmm. And how he just brought out all his rage as well on Sabine. Being <clears throat> dead in Trials of the Dark Saber, how she let her emotions out, as well as her brother in this episode, which I kind of liked how it recalls to Sabine letting her emotions out in the last episode. Which, in a way, kind of symbolizes how the problem with Mandalorians is they they bottle things up. You can't trust anybody. You always have to be on guard, and it's an unhealthy thing for the mind because the mind can easily snap to stuff like that over time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So after that, we get a cigar who <coughs> has finally arrived on Mandalore, and basically he said to Sabine's brother, you have one option, join me or die with your family. And at first, I thought Sabine's brother was actually going to join Gar Saxon. Uh-huh. And then, you know, he never he said family matters first, which I really liked about this. I, I had a feeling he would he would turn on, on Saxon, because you got to realize, that unlike S- Saxon is so full of shit. Oops, sorry. Uh, but, you know, he... he he doesn't. He doesn't uh, adhere himself to the Mandalorian code. He is a backstabber and a liar. Whereas her brother is doing all this to keep the family honor, and for Saxon to be doing this backhanded stuff, it it's basically against everything that honor code stands by. And the fact that he brushes off what he says to uh, uh, Saxon makes the brother turn on Saxon. It's like, oh, he's not going to listen to traditions or anything. He doesn't care about the code. For sure. Then we get to see Finn Rao comes <coughs> in with his jetpack, which I actually kind of find funny. At first, how they were like, oh, shocked, and how he's there. Because basically, Gar Saxon calls him a traitor, but he's not a traitor. He's just a true Mandalorian fighting right. against Empire. May I say, who, who did think when when he when he said traitor, you weren't thinking of a of G R A R, I believe he's called. Yeah, just going traitor, whipping out the saber, the the vibro staff, whatever it was. So after that, we get to see that Gar Saxon saw that Sabine's mother is out cover, and Sabine saw that Gar Saxon was actually going to go after, but Ezra throws her the lightsaber, and then she kind of like stops. Her, or him from actually killing Sabine's mother. Yes, and and may I say this? This was actually a great point when Sabine is is now coming into her own more. She she is she is willing to to defend someone who just betrayed her again, and is is now willing to fight uh, to protect her. We all know it's her mother. But then again, you gotta realize she's betrayed her twice, and even though they've been kind of very civil with everything, the fact that she was willing to kill her friends, the people who she's looked at as family all this time, it's it's kind of something big to to think about with that. Oh yeah, for sure. 
<clears throat> so after that, we get to see uh, Gar Saxon fighting Sabine, and this scene was probably one of my favorite scenes of all time because you know she is dueling to get control of the dark saber. As Sabine's mother said, "You're not the rightful owner, but you know someone is," and that's how Sabine earned the trust of the dark saber by fighting Gar Saxon. Yes, well, something we didn't mention was before she did when she was talking with Amara, she did mention that she got the saber from, from Maul. It's like, you fought Maul for it? Mm-hmm. No, not exactly. I just picked and it you up. You did earn it. Mm-hmm. In a Mandalorian's eyes, you have to earn it by taking it from them in combat. And this was a true test to that because he is he is currently the leader of the Mandalorians on Mandalore. And for her to win, best him in combat... With the while well, he's using that saber, he she proved herself worthy of 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 carrying the saber, even though she does not see herself that way. And it was a very good fight. It was an emotional fight. Then we gotta see this bit here now. What does this remind you of? As we talked of this before, before we actually started. The podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely and- reminds you of Anakin's choice uh, when when holding Dooku. Uh, at bay with the two sabers, mm-hmm. just she doesn't. She doesn't have an old crusty man going. Get him! Do it! Get him! Do it! <laughs> so yeah, that was probably one of my favorite scene. And then we get to see that Sabine has finally left the ghost crew, and this <coughs> has to be one of the most chill parts about this episode. How Kanan says, "I'm proud of you," and like uh, Sabine says, "Kanan, don't say it. Just don't say it." I wasn't going to say it. And you can tell the way she's she hugs him goodbye. It's very much like he's been like a father to her. You can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. This is a very emotional thing for her to leave her basically her family. And even Chopper was sad as well, if you saw like his look. Uh-huh. So yeah, overall this episode was really good. Now, time for our thoughts about this episode. For me, it was really emotional. It brought the best out of Sabine's character, and I would probably give this episode a ten out of ten. Omidon. I I say it's a, a normally I would say this is a seven out of ten, but because of of the right emotional tones and it was a very good fight. Although I think it would have been better if they they split this into two episodes. That way, you had a little bit more time about it. But even with what they did, it was a it was a solid eight. I will give it. Not bad. So yeah, that is our review for the new episode for Star Wars Rebels season three called Legacy of Mandalore. I hope you all enjoyed. We'll be doing our next review next week called Through Imperial Eyes. That's the next episode. And it's just going to be an awesome series finale when it comes to Star Wars Rebels Season 3. And so thank you very much for watching Holocron Transmissions. Don't forget to like, comment, and also tell us your thoughts about this episode. And share it on your social media. Thank you very much. And don't forget, may the Force be with you always.